Project Teal, and you all are listening to Teal Talk, a podcast interviewing different leaders of civic engagement work in our community. Today we have Dario Cruz Rodriguez and Elena Ashburn from Students for Open Primaries. Hello, Dario and Elena. So first, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. The first question I have is I want you guys to tell me and tell us a little bit about yourselves and what, what is Students for Open Primaries and what kind of work are you doing? Uh, thanks for having us on, Grace. So hi, everyone. My name is Elena Ashburn. I'm 17 years old. I'm a junior in high school, and I live in Florida, and I'm one of the two founders of Students for Open Primaries, along with Daryl, of course, but I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, I'm uh, Daryl. I'm 16. I'm a high schooler in Orlando, Florida. I'm the other half of Students for Open Primaries, and Students for Open Primaries is a new project we're holding in collaboration with Open Primaries Educational Funds to basically educate people in closed primary states why open primaries is so important because a large majority of general elections are uncompetitive and aren't representative of their actual constituencies because the primaries are closed. We're trying to fix some of that by informing people about what open primaries is because not many people know off the top of their minds what Open Primaries is. It's not really much of a popular topic these days. Students for Open Primaries is an organization that not only seeks to educate young voters about Open Primaries and about our primary system in general, but also to organize them. We're working on cultivating a community of young voters and students nationwide that are willing to help fight for this nonpartisan legislation to be passed in their own states or if they already have open primaries to help other campaigns in other states so more states can have these open primary systems that help all voters vote and really let everyone's voices be heard at the ballot box. Yes, I think it's so important that you guys are doing this work because it's kind of under-talked about, underrepresented work, but it's so, so, so important. I'd love to figure out what were your inspirations to found this? What made you work in this field? That's a great question because when we first started, uh, I guess almost a year ago, it'll be a year in June. So we started working uh, with open primaries in June of 2020. We were approached by open primaries to lead a student campaign for the Florida Amendment 3 ballot initiative, which would create a top two open primary system in Florida. And we were really intrigued and we did our research and we decided to, you know, help lead this campaign. And so the two of us uh, did an entirely online campaign that targeted students from all over our state. We spoke at large national Zoom calls. We did a lot of outreach, especially with like college professors and clubs and organizations that target young voters. And we did phone banking with a roster of young voters as well. And we worked our butts off from June to November. And at the end of the day, we fell 3% short of the supermajority we needed to get the amendment passed. So Florida still has a closed primary system, but that really started off this whole journey with students for open primaries. And that that campaign is what created the idea of a national organization for students for open primaries. You know, that's just the beginning of the story. It's so disappointing about the Florida vote. I can't even imagine, but I'm sure there's other votes, other states. The mission is bigger than one election, of course. I'd love to hear, why are youth so important in your work and in your message? Well, millennials and Gen Z are increasingly becoming more independent. They don't really share every single value as being the same or lined up with one party or the other. They can't really be put on one bucket or the other. 
affects over 50% of millennials and about a third of Gen Z. Identify as independent voters in their state and not as a Republican or Democrats because they don't feel like they can be affiliated with either one of the two parties, especially now when they're both growing more and more partisan and more and more divided. In fact, many states have independence as one of the largest groups of registered voters. For example, in our state, about one third of voters are independents. Nearly yep. 4 million of Florida voters are independent. And with the closed primary systems, if um, any listeners might not know what that is, basically only members of a party can vote in a primary. So Democrats can only vote in Democratic primaries. Republicans can only vote in Republican primaries and so on and so forth. This shuts out a lot of independent, non-party affiliated voters from voting in primaries. And primaries are where the contest really happens oftentimes. When you get to the general election, a lot of times it's already decided because it was decided in the primaries. And when you're shutting out such a large portion of the electorate, when you shut out independents and non-party affiliated voters, and any voter that doesn't affiliate with the main two parties, you're silencing a lot of voices. And like Daryl was saying, so much of these younger generations are not aligning with the Republicans or the Democrats. And our electorate is one of the most independent that it's ever been. And we need these young voices to step up and to speak up for open primaries so they can have a voice at the ballot box. And so we can have a voice at the ballot box. We're both already pre-registered. We're both not 18, so we can't vote yet. But we're pre-registered as non-party affiliates. And we can't vote in the primary as non-party affiliates. So we need to fight for our right to vote in these primaries and to make sure our voices can be heard all throughout the process, not just at the general election. I totally agree with that. It's really crazy. A candidate does make the outcome. It's not necessarily a party thing. It's candidate specific. And I think it's really crazy that you're cutting down to population who can vote in the primaries that can determine the whole election because it's all about the candidate and who they are as a person and less about the party affiliation, especially for young people. We see that, you guys see that. And it's just, it's insane that they still have laws that limit who can vote. I'm really curious, what do you think is the biggest threat to equality and civic engagement to work today? Honestly, so many of our systems were built not with equality in mind. And, you know, closed primaries is certainly one of the many systems that needs to change if we want to reach total equality when it comes to civic engagement. But honestly, I don't think anyone can look at our system and say this was built so everyone gets a fair voice at the ballot box. And it's this is not true. There are so many things that need to change. You know, open primaries is one. The Electoral College is one. I could go on and on and on about all these things. But at the end of the day, the way that our system is functioning right now does not promote equality in civic engagement. And so the whole thing needs to change. I concur with Elena. I may even consider opening up the primaries to be a you know, gateway process to cause change in other aspects. Right now, a large majority of people that we have representing us don't represent all of their constituency, which means that a lot of the reforms that other people want, whether it be ranked choice building, getting rid of the electoral college, or any other broken system in our social reform space, they may not even get past a petition or a social media post because their politicians aren't willing to hear them out because they're afraid of being primaried, which is when their party runs somebody else against them and their party gets almost every single voter in their party to vote for that other guy. So opening up the primaries will allow politicians to be more open and more likely to serve their constituency. In fact, only 15% of general elections are competitive, which means that the other general elections 
only has one guy that, or one guy or girl, who is chosen by a fraction of voters, meaning that once they go to Capitol Hill or whatever legislature they go to, they only represent that fraction because they need to be reelected in the primary. Like Daryl was saying, when it comes to the top two open primary system, especially or top four open primary system, where only a select number of the candidates running in the primary election can go through to the general election, they're going to need to cater to a lot more than just the voters in their party. So they are going to start running more on policy versus their party affiliation. They're going to have to cater to all sorts of voters from all over the political spectrum and to all over their community. And this will make them better representatives. But yes, Daryl, I 100% I agree. Open primaries is definitely a step in the right direction and it can lead to so many more reforms that make our democracy more equal. I didn't even really think of being primary, how much of an issue that is. I never even thought about how that was a worry for candidates, but it makes complete sense. Most candidates, they run as their party's ticket. One of the only options, you know, if the party doesn't want you, then you're out of luck. It's kind of opposing force against their campaigns, which can end it. That's crazy. Yeah, there's this news article I remember reading around the Capitol raids where um, I think it was Trump's oldest son, Donald Trump Jr., he went on Fox News and said that any Republican who voted for certifying the results will get primary in the next election, which is why there were a lot of representatives and senators that decided to try and challenge the votes, even though they didn't have a senator to sponsor them, or a senator trying to stop a vacation when they didn't have the votes to. So all of that show and tell is just that they don't get primary, which is partly why we need open primaries so that we can avoid having those show and tells and making our Congress the embarrassments of the world. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, open primaries is really about shifting political power away from the parties to the people where primarying, you know, trying to knock off people in a party just because you don't agree with them. I mean, that's exactly what open primaries is against. We're going to have the voters choose and the voters are going to have more power in the primary system versus the parties. Right now, the parties... ...if you have open primaries, and I think that that's a great thing. And I see that too with this past election, with the election before that, a lot of politicians change back and forth on their support of big candidates and fear of wanting to be backed by their party. You see that with the Republican Party, you saw that with the Democratic Party, where a lot of politicians will oppose a candidate and all of a sudden they'll favor a candidate if that's the candidate the party has chosen to run because all of a sudden it's that fear of what is that party gonna do if they cannot support the candidate the party has chosen, which is crazy to me because that's so manipulative out of this backside of politics, that fear of not being chosen to run again because you didn't back the national candidate, the state candidates that you didn't agree with. That is very twisted to me. And I think that's something that the last two elections have really, really done a good job of emphasizing that need for open primaries so people can actually choose the candidate that they want to choose and the candidates advocate on the policy stances that they want to advocate and not have to conform with what the party has chosen or the candidates the party has chosen, even if the candidate running doesn't agree with that. And I just love to ask, how can youth get involved in your work, in their own communities? How can they get involved with your organization? How can they advocate for open primaries in their states if they live in a state without one? Um, so tell me more about that. Well, we do have a section on our website where it lists all the ways you can get involved. 
studentspokenpramaries.org, I believe the website is. We are currently starting to build our community of nonpartisan reformers that want to spread the word about open primaries. We have a goal of having at least one student ambassador in every single closed state by the end of the summer. And I believe we can make that goal. So if you live in a closed primary state, you can start, do a simple Google search, ask what type of primary you have in your state. And if you see that it's closed, we'd love to have you on as a student ambassador, whether you're a high school student or a college student and connect with you to help spread the word in your state about open primaries. And even if you do live already in an open primary state, you can still plug in too. You can join our volunteer community. We made ourselves a Discord community where we share the word about different activities about open primaries and connect you to different organizations on the ground in your state, uh, which may be working towards nonpartisan reform or open primaries. So really, as long as you're a college or high school student, you can get involved. So just go to our website, studentsforopenprimaries.org, join our community, and figure out what you can do. Like he said, we have a variety of different ways you can get involved, either as an ambassador or as a volunteer. Ambassadors do tend to have to put a little bit more time and effort into um, our work, but we are open to everyone joining and we're open to having as many people as we can, you know, work towards this important nonpartisan electoral reform because we think that open primaries and having open primaries will really help increase this youth independent voice that we see. And we want as many people to get involved as, as possible. So make sure to check us out. Yes, everyone listening, please go check them out. And I'd like to just thank Daryl and Elena for helping today and coming and talk to me about their work. You guys do such amazing things, trying to just extend fairness and equality for everyone and allowing those elections to get open so more people can vote for the candidates that they want to see in office. Thank you all so, so much for coming. If you want to learn more about Student for Open Primaries, I recommend going and checking out their website at www.studentsforopenprimaries.org or following them on Instagram at Students for Open Primaries. If you want to learn more about Project Teal and our work, I recommend going and checking out our website, www.projectteal.org, or following us on Instagram at underscore project.teal underscore. Thank you all for listening today and join us in our next episode where we interview the amazing people at DIC. <laughs>